Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 97.1 FM Talk On Demand Audio The Annie Fry Show YouTube Live Chat Poll of the Day is sponsored by Ruler Foods Low prices, no coupons Ruler Foods That is exactly what I needed to hear Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about That's us, that's right Gotta love this American ride right, You need to take the time and get the full picture I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. Goodness sake, kid. Keep your voice down. Your father's listening to the radio. I'm not America's This is the Annie Fry Show. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. Happy Friday. Good to be with you today. We've got a fun show, as we traditionally do on Fridays. Uh, comedian John Heffern is going to be in here. He's a stand-up comedian. He's also the winner of season two of Last Comic Standing. He's going to be with us in about 20 minutes, so you're going to stick around for that. We've got Ask Us Anything in the 1 o'clock hour, and you can come leave your questions for us if you would like to ask us anything on the Annie Fry YouTube channel and uh, X's and O's with the boss, the boss man. Which is also, Ryan, I didn't tell you this, but your annual review from 2023. Oh, good. Uh, I, th- I had a great 2023, <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to that. You think Steve agrees? Yeah, I do. I'm pretty sure. Anything less than that, and I'm going to be shocked. So I think you're going to want to tune in it, too. Right. Go ahead, Steve. Tell her how great I was. Yeah. Yeah, we Go all want to know. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> so uh, when I look at the news on a daily basis... It's the same stories. And I've been dramatically dipping into the news to try to find a different avenue to go down. There aren't any new avenues. I mean, maybe the Epstein stuff. I'm kind of holding off on the Epstein stuff at this point just because I want to get the whole batch. There's supposed to be 300 more pages coming out sometime today. And I think when we get the full amount of what we're going to get, I can't keep this straight. They said that... Maybe when we get the next 300 pages or maybe what we get by Monday, that will be 25% of what's out there. And, and, my, and this is what a test taker, this is how a test taker thinks about this. I was a very good test taker, terrible studier. I didn't see the point in it because I was good at taking tests. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to be good in the first batches. And by good, I mean horrible. 
Nothing's going to be like the super scoop that you've been, the big bombshell is going to come out on day one. It's never like that, ever. Do you agree? With that, I just don't know because I just, I don't expect a bombshell anyway. But I, I would say that with that story in particular, <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the fact that the judge is releasing it tells me that there probably is nothing in it that they're going to object too heavily to in the first place. Therefore, what's the bombshell anyway? Everything that is that I keep hearing that comes out of them, and I was trying to comb through them. Last night we had basketball, and I was in a gym for four basketball games last night, and I need to dip in and out throughout the course of the basketball game, and then I see my, my phone goes off, and it says, uh, new Epstein files, second batch of Epstein files released. And I'm like, I'm going to have to rely on the people yeah. to throw this out to me. Everything that I keep hearing is quotes of things Mostly, the Bill Clinton said. Where it's not news that Bill Clinton was interested in a very sexual lifestyle. It's not. It's not news that Bill Clinton was not a loving, monogamous husband who led the country with class and dignity in a conservatively moral way, and everyone was okay with it. Like, everybody's been okay with that. The question here is, who were the... Okay, Bill Clinton, his girls, he likes them young. That was the big headline out of the first batch. Now we know that he's been... That he pressured... Was it Variety or Vanity Fair? Vanity Vanity Fair. He pressured Vanity Fair to not print bad stuff. Okay, I get it. But when we're talking about getting the Epstein files, this is not what we're talking about. Right, right. This, this this doesn't make you dramatically change your opinion of who Bill Clinton is. And I'm going to be honest, Donald Trump, all of the trepidation that people had about him in 2015 and 2016, being basically Donald Trump, he said what he wanted to say. He did not walk on eggshells around anybody. In fact, he was like, get my big boots. We're walking on eggshells. He's never changed who he is. They threw everything at Donald Trump to try to make you hate him. And Donald Trump was like, hey, this is who I am. That was the anti-political politician thing that he did, which was to say, I'm not playing your game. I'm not going to be a perfect individual in your eyes, but this is who I am. You can take it or leave it, but I would like to help save this country. And everyone was like, okay, we respect that. We'll go with it. The Epstein stuff, what we've learned from the Epstein stuff is he had a business relationship with Epstein. There's nothing that has been out there that has proven anything different from that and that when Donald Trump got on to Jeffrey Epstein to some extent he went against him he actively like it doesn't seem like anybody is willing to do that I mean where am I where am I missing it it seems like there is one guy who is willing to bask in the the circles that Jeffrey Epstein ran in and all the lavish lifestyle that that was socially, but then when it got down to it, it seems like there was one guy who was like, no, not you, and I don't care what you say about it. And that was freaking Donald Trump. Am I wrong? No, that that's actually a really good point, and that, actually, that kind of summarizes everything we're getting from this court document dump from the Epstein files, is that they're really, so there, there have been a multitude of 
women and maybe, well, we know for sure, some underage girls as part of this. Maybe even underage boys, too. We don't know, but there's been a lot of allegations. All we know from the documents is that there are two or maybe three girls at the time, women now, who were willing to speak out about this. Of the multitudes of people involved in this, there have been two or three that have been willing to speak out. So that's why there's not really been any new, and I'm not looking forward to there being any real new news come out of this, because these couple people are the same people that we're hearing from these depositions. It's the same information. It's just more of it. So the fact that Donald Trump was willing to go against the grain, he and a couple other people are the only people in this man's entire life ever, apparently, that were willing to publicly go against him. Here's Scooter comment. And Scooter, I missed you. He says, Bill Clinton has cheated on two fewer wives than Donald Trump, come to mention it. Well, what a winner. Well, well then. <laughs> what a freaking winner we have here on us. I, here's the point. Bill Clinton, president first. Donald Trump went into the presidency as Donald Trump. Bill Clinton, was he, was he, no, was he a known, publicly known playboy in the 90s? None of that stuff existed in the 90s the way that it, everything exists now on social media. Because social media, you can change trends. I mean, when you think about trends, like if you think about trends in the 80s, I just asked my mom this, I think it was Christmas Day. I was like, what color were you in the 80s? Do you know what I'm talking about? She was white. But <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, what? There was a whole trend. I, I think, I don't even know if I'm asking that correctly, but there was a whole trend that you were... um. A color, I think it was, that you had a color scale or something like that. And it was supposed to be, you know, if you had a certain skin tone and a hair color and an eye color, you were a rose or something like that. You don't know what I'm talking about? I think this might have skipped over the boys. Men. <laughs> uh, to answer in your, your question. years in the 80s? No, I do not know what you're talking I about. I guarantee you right now on the Any Fry YouTube channel, if I'm not saying it right, people know what I'm talking about. And somebody here will comment soon. I was a something something. I don't even actually know what all the options are because I was a wee wee, uh, not a lad. What lass? A lass would be the the female. But I mean, who's asking anyway? What is a what is a lass? So you were a wee wee lass when wee people wee lass. were what? <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Start over. You were a, a wee wee lass when people when people were telling you what color you were. No, they weren't doing it to me. That's what women were doing ah, in okay. the eighties. Now, that, that's now how you were supposed sense. to know what color sweater looks best on me. What color ah, eyeshadow might I wear? Gotcha. Shocking that you don't know this. Was this a thing that when you walk through the perfume section of the mall, the lady stops you and goes, "Oh, you look like you're a petunia. Let me let me treat you to some some rouge here." Well, as I said earlier, I'm not 100 percent sure I'm articulating this well, so I don't know if if your summation there off of my probably 52 percent summation is. Accurate. Let me treat you with some rouge. <laughs> as, as long as you, as long as it involved the mall ladies, then it, it made sense to me because I remember walking through '80s malls and being like, "This is a different world," mm -hmm. and I don't get it, and I don't want to get it. But it's cool that it exists. Is it? Do you believe? I mean, we grew up in the '90s, born in the '80s, grew up in the '90s. It was it was like being on a different planet than it is today. Yeah. Ooh, Peggy says summer, fall, winter, cool. 
that was winter cool, not colors. Sorry. See, I, but you knew what I was talking about, Peggy. Thank you for that update. <laughs> and Brian says Wiggins can't keep the mall ladies away. Just to point out that there are a couple comments in there, and both of them are accurate. When Bill Clinton in the 90s was doing what Bill Clinton was, we were supposed to think that he was a saxophone playing, just somebody that you look at and you're like, wow. And my understanding is he was attractive. (laughs) I say that with a question mark because I don't get it. But, you know, men, if they have confidence, if they have... Uh, yeah, probably power and a little bit of influence. He had been the governor of Arkansas. You become attractive in that sense, whatever. W- what? I'm getting texts from an old friend. Yes. Say, and I'm going to call her out because she's a St. Louis media personality. You might remember her. Her name is Virginia Kerr. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So she's texting me right now saying that you're talking about your color season. Thank you, Virginia. And she says, What was she? For instance, I am a warm autumn. I bet she is. So there you go. Virginia. And hello, Virginia. Virginia, thank you for listening. Yes. Please assess what Ryan Wiggins would be and let him know. Yes, so please. So that we can, yes. we can follow up on his, what was, what did, how did she phrase it? She says stone cut jaw gray. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that you know is, what but Virginia okay, Virginia. Didn't say it is not <laughs> honoring our good friend, Virginia Kerr. Anywho, Bill Clinton. Anyway, Bill Clinton. I remember the t- I remember Arsenio Hall. I was old enough to remember that. Do you remember him being kind of he a He was cool. Like, like uh Yeah. The, I mean that he was painted that way I can't even very say much the words on purpose. About him that would so describe that, what I'm talking about cuz it <laughs> Well, it, it was it was painting a very very different picture between him and at the time George H W Bush, yes. which was very easy to do. Sure. So cuz be he was the old easy, very easy to do in this election if you yes. wanted to. Yes. Um Donald Trump comes on the scene. He he owned Miss America, didn't he? Was that the one he owned? I, don't, yeah. I can't remember he if did, he owned the American version or he owned other ones too he, or he's something. The, people yeah. don't really do this anymore because it's not culturally acceptable to do. And we could argue in the world of feminism the appropriateness of really wealthy men walking in with bikini-clad women on their arms. Like, everybody who is our generation and older knows exactly what I'm talking about, knows that in the social, cultural world that we live in, that that guy is supposed to be cool or wealthy or something about that guy is says these women want to walk with him. Now, I had an actual argument with my media law professor in college. I've told this story before, but we had a conversation about women who would wear bikinis to sell beer. You'd see a a commercial ad and women would be wearing next to nothing, selling beer. And beer meant to be a male-dominated industry. And the professor, she was a very feminist-led individual. The professor was arguing how awful it was that those women were put in a position like that to bear their skin to sell beer to men. And I'm like, I raised my hand and I said, but aren't those women being paid? Didn't those women probably compete for that job? Aren't they doing something that they probably worked hard to maintain a physique to go choose to make money? They're being paid to show their bodies in a way that sells beer. Like, wasn't that a transaction 
that they chose to participate in. And isn't that supposed to be like peak feminism? And she told me to see her after class. <laughs> and she, yeah, she, <laughs> she did not like that. She got real mad. She couldn't respond in class. She just told me that I was wrong in the classroom and essentially said, and you need to come to my office after class. And then when I went into her office and it was just us, she told me that I had disrespected her. I did not disrespect her. And I told her, I then said to her, <laughs> I did not disrespect you. If you, in, if you inferred disrespect from what I said, I apologize for that. But I was making a counterpoint that I believe in. And I don't think it's right to say that those women are in some sort of forced situation just because they're bearing that. And if we're talking about feminism here that the ultimate feminism should be those women getting to choose what they want to do with their bodies and making money off of it uh, in a way that makes them happy because it was their choice. And then she told me I wasn't allowed to do that anymore. And then I told her, okay, but I'm going to get an A in your class. And uh, I walked out and then I called my dad and said, I'm not going to pass media law. (laughs) (laughs) And I did get an A in her class. So she didn't hold it against me on my grades, but I had to study really hard. And going back to the beginning of this segment where I said I was a good test taker, not a good studier, I had to make an exception in that class. Isn't that the worst about speaking out? I did the same thing in college. If I spoke out, I'm like, dang it, now i got to study real hard. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't skate by. They're going to be checking everything on me. Yeah. I, I have had people since college that I have seen in various capacities since then who I didn't like I've I've. I mean, it's media, and I was in media classes, so every once in a while I'll run into somebody if they're still in media. Not many of them are. And they'll be like, oh, I was in class with you. You used to argue with the professor. And, like, every time I'm like, oh, which class was that? It's a different class. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, how much was I doing this? It's obnoxious, like, good thing I'm here. (laughs) I don't know that I, I, It doesn't surprise me that you Mm -hmm. did that. It might surprise you that I did that a lot. No, it doesn't. No? Okay, good. No. I mean, uh, you might have taken a... I don't know if it's a different tone than I would have. But I, what I end up doing is usually just asking a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I want the question that I ask to provide an answer that makes my point. So the other person makes my point. And if you are listening to the show, there is some insight in how I do things. <laughs> Donald Trump in 2015 ran on being playboy Donald Trump. There, there was no part. I mean, if Donald Trump could have walked into the RNC convention with bikini clad women on his arms, he would have done it. Somebody probably was like, maybe not here. And he's like, okay, so I'll walk in like it's the apprentice without the women, whatever. But he was a boss. He was a playboy. He created that. You think that guy didn't brand every inch of, of that, um, charisma that he had that was beloved by Hollywood, by media types, by, uh, like, music industry people. Politicians. Politicians. Yeah, he had money. He had power. He had influence. Everybody on the left loved him. The people on the right loved him, too, probably more quietly, and then it flipped. The worst thing that Donald Trump has ever done for those people is become a Republican. And that's really saying something, because as Republicans who support Donald Trump, Democrats now want to say, you know, he cheated on two more wives than Bill Clinton. And I'm supposed to go, gosh, darn it, you got me. Oh, man, Joe Biden for president. Shut up. (laughs) The most shocking, the absolute most shocking thing that could have come out of the Epstein documents was Ghislaine Maxwell, other women coming out and saying, you know what? There was a lot going on. There was a lot of you know what going on. But Bill Clinton was not a part of any of it. Bill Clinton was a one-woman man. That would have been the most shocking thing that could have possibly come out of those. I know that didn't happen. It did not that happen. That did not happen.
So we wait. All right. John Heffron on the Annie Fry Show in studio with Ryan and Brad and myself. When we come back. He's a season two winner of Last Comic Standing. And he's at the Funny Bone at the streets of St. Charles tonight at 730 and 930, Saturday and Sunday as well. Let's get him in here. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Back to the Annie Fry Show. Happy Friday. Always great to be able to say that. Even on a two-day work week for me, hooray, had a Monday and a Friday today. That's it. Man, TGIF. It's been a long week. Uh, we got John Heffron in studio. He's the season two winner of Last Comic Standing. Uh, JohnHeffron.com, and he is at the Funny Bone Streets of St. Charles tonight at 7.30 and 9.30, Saturday at 7 and 9.30, and Sunday at 7. So go get your tickets at STLFunnyBone.com right now. John, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much for having me. How's I enjoy being on the uh, the streets of St. Charles. Yeah, it's a beautiful it, venue it's and area. looking. Yes. I mean, if you're into faux cities. Yes. Like, <laughs> a, like a city that was made up. Authentic looking. Uh, that is it. <laughs> like, yeah, it does I, look like a city. Like Main Street and Disney World. Yeah, like I wonder mm-hmm. if at night the gangs come out and it's for the certain areas of that town. But like, it's like the Jets and the like, Sharks. Well, yeah, it's like the Warriors. Yeah. Like, I wonder if people come out and go, P.F. Chang's, come on <laughs> yeah. and play. But they're snapping. You know, there's they're only snapping. one way to answer that question. And That's for co- you to and, and tell then, us after tonight. Yeah, then the cookie lady comes out and mm-hmm. fights with the... Um, Mrs. Fields. The soap lady. That's right there. <laughs> that, that makes bath bombs. It's the best fight ever. They yeah. tie their wrists together and they got knives in the other one. It's, yeah. it's the old-fashioned fights. Um, That's crazy. So, you know, I'm sure... Lots of our listeners who were watching Last Comic Standing are familiar with you, but uh, when you do stand-up comedy, how much of it is influenced about what's going on in the world and how much of it is influenced on maybe just what's going on in your life? I only do the stuff that's going on in my life for 33 years of comedy. I haven't made fun of anybody. I don't make fun of race, religion. It's kind of it's kind of vanilla Milk toast down the middle mm-hmm. type of comedy yeah. that I've always done. Real safe. But I'm, but I'm a big believer in people have a lot going on in the world. And if you come to a comedy club, you don't need my nasally sounding voice to, to sway You're really you. selling yourself here. You know what I mean? So Avoid I, the gangs of the streets of St. Charles I and come am, see John <laughs> I am I am the Matchbox 20 of comedy. <laughs> like, you're going to like the song yeah. that it's on, but you're going to be indifferent. Yeah. You're not gonna. You're not gonna make a top ten list. I you know, love You'll probably Matchbox forget 20. about me shortly. But you're, you'll hear me at a grocery store. Like, oh, or those were good times. You, you, you play me quietly in the background. You'll start vacuuming out your apartment. You know. Here's a question. Okay. Um, 2024. This is the year I turned 40. 
And I uh, said yesterday, my first show back, that 2024, I like New Year's. I like the idea of a fresh start. But I've been thinking about turning 40 for about seven months now. And I wondered if you had any advice. Like, is there anything magical that happens at 40? Somebody said on our stream yesterday, the day you turn 40 is the day you'll need readers. Does it happen just like that? Well, I kind of just got past the 50 mark. So. 40 I would I in the overall scheme of things I think you are in 8th grade still. Okay. Okay. Well, that's kind of a fun time. Me being in my 50s, I am what is called adolescent old age. <laughs> I am the I'm the youngest of the old people. Yeah. That's right? a fun place so, to be though. So I'm I am old people freshman class mm-hmm. in your 50s. And that's I think when things really start to change. Do the seniors beat up on you? <laughs> Yeah, you got that. Then you got to take courses like how to take car keys away from dad. Um, I got forty seven hundred bucks in my four hundred one k, and I have to retire in six years. Yeah, like you, you That's take math those. Class. You take pickleball. That's an elective. Mm-hmm. Um, but all oh, their signs at forty. That's all coming. I mean, I know you doing radio. You probably enjoy your sleep. Um, <laughs> true. There's a it's whole true. generation of like young kids out there that don't prepare for bed Mm -hmm. and it just fascinates me because it's the first thing I do when I wake up is I think I need to be asleep in 16 hours (laughs) I start preparing for bed the second I get out of bed when when does it happen as an aging male that you can nap on command like you know what I'm talking about sit in the chair not a chair but the chair and you are asleep almost instantly you oh. can. Yeah, that's that's just a, a survival trick. Superpower. I fake sleeping like next to my wife where <laughs> I kind of I kind of sense that she thinks the lights on downstairs and I don't want to get up. So I start going <sighs> I start like doing this fake Does that breathing. Stop her from giving you the elbow? And then I do a little fake like twitch, like just a little twitch <laughs> so she thinks I'm out. Brian, are you writing this down? Yeah. yeah, I I need you to talk to my kids because my kids all they do is prepare to go to bed. They never actually go to bed. Oh. So starting at about 7.30, we're like, hey, why don't you get ready for bed and then go to bed? And they so they do. And so for an hour and a half, they're preparing to go to bed. I don't know what to do with that. I, I need them to be able to fall asleep. Yeah, well, my, my thing is I'll look at the clock and go, I need to be asleep in four hours. And then I'll lay on the, on the couch just to kind of pregame it mm-hmm. a little. Then I'll have a series of naps before I go to bed. And that's where I get in the most trouble because that's when TV's on and that's when I get influenced Uh on what I'm watching on TV. Uh, I watch so many bad old people commercials. I'm I'm convinced (laughs) that I drank water at Camp Lejeune. (laughs) Are you nervous about it? I'm pretty sure. They they, they talked to me enough just Mm -hmm. to get it in my head. Even though I wasn't in the service, I wasn't in North Carolina in 1985, I'm convinced uh, I drank water at Camp Lejeune, and I'm also convinced that I have... uh, that one, <laughs> you might have that. I think if you can't say what it, are some, that's yeah, a sign. what are some symptoms of that? Uh, not being able to say it at, oh. like, at all. The me- speech, <laughs> mesothemonoma. But there's some mm-hmm. some good advantages at 40. You're going to start to see, you know. Yeah, uh, tell me about com- the positives. Commercials are going to pop up in your head that you've never really paid attention to, like. Uh, Consumer cellular. Uh-huh. Uh, that's good. That's like 10 bucks a line. And you get this cool jitterbug big phone that's a flip phone 
Like, how great would that be to have flip phones yeah. back so when you got mad at somebody, you could go, slam. Yeah. You Pe- get the rage out on the hang-up. People need that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. John Heffron's in studio with us right now. He is the season two winner of Last Comic Standing, and you can get your tickets to see him at the Funny Bone Streets of St. Charles. <laughs> Don't believe anything he said about the region. It's a fantastic place. <laughs> uh, tonight, 7.30 and 9.30. Saturday, 7 and 9.30. And Sunday at 7.00. So what are your what are your interests? What do you pass time other than napping and watching commercials? Well, I uh, recently bought a farm uh, in Michigan, so it's it's what trying kind to of farm. Uh, ones with like uh, cows on it, and uh, you know uh, groundhogs. We got two. <laughs> you can't have two cows without groundhogs. Those? No, you have to like you have to mafia hit them to eliminate them. You okay, get, you so you can't get rid them. of those. Okay, you're not but, milking them. But Cows then, for food, groundhog for sport. And well, because the groundhogs eat like ten thousand dollars worth of soybean, mm-hmm. like they do a lot of damage. Yeah. So I went to my neighbor who's about eighty. I go, I don't want to kill these things. Can I trap them? And then you just come over on your golf cart and do whatever you do. I don't, it's like a mafia thing. <laughs> I, I just want a flip phone of a guy calling me going, it's done. And then you just hang up the phone. You're talking about like my dad's dream job. And then I go, I go, what are you doing with the groundhogs that you end up catching? He goes, I, I put them about a, you know, an acre away from your house. I That's just, not far I enough. I just throw them in your yard. <laughs> And I go, you throw them in my yard, why? He goes, because the two bald eagles that live in your tree, they come down, mm-hmm. and then they'll start, they, they eat on the groundhog. So I'm like, America. Yeah, you that's know, right. Like, I, I, got, I got to sacrifice to the America tree. You sacrifice so the groundhog to the So I, so I don't feel as bad anymore, yeah. <laughs> you don't feel I'm, bad any less. I'm doing my part. Yeah, yeah. no, I love that. You, you have to take those uh, groundhogs to a, to a nice farm up north, but it sounds like your farm is the farm up north. Yeah, I have a security camera uh, <laughs> at one part of my house, and they eat pears and lettuce and stuff right in front of the security camera just to like mock me Mm -hmm. yeah you take it personally really do Mm -hmm. do you put the pears in front of the camera no i was gonna say if you so no that's that's something you could do right away to solve that no yeah no they order instacart and then they uh empty out the instacart purchases right in front of me yeah They're doing this. Yeah. Man, yeah. that is sophisticated because down here they're not as sophisticated. Uh, but I've never been to Establishing dominance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your pairs are my pairs now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, John, do you travel the country a lot? Do you spend a lot of your time uh, touring? Uh, used to. Used to. Used to do it about 35 weeks a year for 30 some years, but then COVID kind of uh, stopped that. Man, that's the story. And then that's I can't everything. ramp it back up mm. to what I used to. Yeah. Just because I physically and mentally don't. Don't wanna. COVID really changed. COVID gave permission to a lot of people to be like, you know what? No, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't want to do that. And some things that's really good, and other things maybe it's not so great. But it kind of caused a lot of people to sort out their priorities. I think so. Yeah, like, like being gone. You know, I'm newly remarried. I was married once before, and mm-hmm. then I got married again. And the new wife, not a fan of me traveling as much as I used to. Yeah, and I'm like, but that's that. That's what I do. How does she feel about the groundhogs? But she, oh, she, she swears quite a lot about the groundhogs, and and then I, I become less manly because I'm not the one. I was gonna say she <laughs> says the groundhogs are on our property that <laughs> I should be the one taking care of of killing the groundhogs. Who's judging you? Yeah, because sometimes the in that situation, a lot of times. 
the women would be like, oh, don't hurt the groundhogs. They're the ones asking him to be escorted to a safer place where they could still live their life in fulfillment. <laughs> but it sounds like your wife is no, like, she make them up, dead. She opened up the front door and he was standing there full, just as <laughs> trying to be taller than he normally is. So we think he, he was like a UPS guy or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Nothing uh, to see here. Just, just eating a pair. Standing right at the door was just going to come in. Yeah. But my house, my house is over 200 years old, so... Weekly, I'm playing a game called Guess What Animal's in the Wall. Oh. <laughs> What's the best one you found? Uh, well, we had a cat walk by us while we were in the living room. We don't own a cat. Not your cat. Not our cat. <laughs> Did you name it? Um, no. It Did was, you kill it? It was too spooky because <laughs> I ate a little bit of an edible shortly before that, and I was like... Did you get a second confirmation well, that the cat was in the room? We bought this thing as a joke, this cat hoodie. It's a it's a big hoodie that's got a big pocket on it. Yeah. Okay. And you're supposed, to, you're supposed to put your cat in there and then walk around with cat. But you didn't have the you bought the hoodie before the cat. Yeah, got the hoodie okay. and wasn't gonna get a cat. I just wanted to use that hoodie to put like my reading glasses in, a remote control, some uncrustables, <laughs> just like just like a bug out, like a bug out uh, hoodie. hoodie, just so I always have something right yeah. there. But then I had I had, took a moment to think, did it come with a cat? <laughs> Maybe it came with a cat. And I just, you know how you get your Amazon boxes, you don't really look through all of it? Sure. So I don't remember having a cat. And then, the, and then the cat came over. It was an orange one, too. You know, gingers. They came over. He headbutts me. And then he he made a little noise. And then he walked away. And then he gave me this, this like, head nod. Mm -hmm. Like... That mm -hmm. and then I opened up the kitchen door and then he just left and then he stopped and he looked back at me like we're in some western. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna be going now. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see that cat again? Uh, we had a uh, mole on our driveway. <laughs> That's different than a cat. Yeah, yeah, but I think the cat has something to do with it. <laughs> so I think he was like the mole was dead. He was like uh, Dalton from um, Roadhouse. <laughs> He just goes kind of from barn to barn and yeah. just deals with takes, whatever's there. Takes care of business. It's kind of like the A-team. If you can find him, he'll be there. <laughs> but you can just tell if he talks, he's like, I don't get close to people. you got to name this cat. Have you? Uh, have not. It's time. He's yours. Or you're his. I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while. But mm. listen, I mean, that was a pretty nice gift. <laughs> well, everyone's pretty excited about the idea of a bug out hoodie. Well, yeah, well, you need it. I have a, a small net in there now because we had a, a bat in the house. A bat was flying directly above my wife's head while she was laying in bed. How'd she handle that? Well, I had to open the door and, and I had to go, Michelle, listen to me. <laughs> I almost said it was like a movie. Is this like, in the middle of the dead of night? Dead at night. I was like, Michelle, listen to me. Take oh my, my hand if you want to live. <laughs> I, I'm like, do not sit up because the, the bat's going to be right there. Oh my Crawl gosh. over to me. So then she did, and then we shut the door, and then we taped it so the bat would be stuck in there, and we still haven't found it. Oh, no. Yeah. Have it's, you been back in the room at all? Or? We're back in the bedroom because we can't find the bat. I don't know. Or it turned into a person. <laughs> or a then, cat. And just, or, or a cat and just walked away. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I watch True Blood. I think a lot of this stuff, right. I don't think this is far-fetched that there's a random cat. I don't know how the cat got in. There are no doors, so there must be some secret. It has to be in the hoodie. I think your theory way. is I think your theory is as plausible as any. 
We have birds. We had two cardinals in a, in our house. We're big Just, fans of those. Uh, try to get them out of your house. That's the thing. <laughs> I have a net, like so. Just the, in case. And then I scream at my wife because she's doing it wrong. Because when it starts to come to her, she's like, ah, ah, and then she put her head down. And I'm yeah, like, you, you need to catch. Have, you need to stay focused. You need focused. to get in the game here mm-hmm. and op- cannot, open yeah. up a window. We got to work as a team. I'm pushing the bird that way. Mm-hmm. And then my wife uh, could put the kibosh on my cat food. Um, Wait, I'm, you're feeding the cat? No, I'm obsessed with, uh, uh, not cat food, bird, bird, bird food. Bird food, okay. I was going to say, I know why you have a cat now. And she's like, you got to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can solve that one for you. She's like, you got to stop. You're spending too much money. But in our yard, we have two American bald eagles, mm-hmm. a bunch of blue jays, bunch of cardinals, and two peacocks. Wow. That are live in the back trees. Did you know peacocks hide in hide in the tree? Okay. And then if you come, then they scare you. So I'm like, <laughs> well, that's better than a ring doorbell system. <laughs> I'm just gonna have peacocks hiding in trees. Yeah. And then I'm gonna like home alone any bad guy if he yeah. comes to my house. Then that's when the birds attack. <laughs> You've got a bird security force. I love it. Yeah. Well, John Heffron, we appreciate you coming in here with us. We Thank always you. love meeting uh, the comics that are coming through at the Funny Bone tonight at the Streets of St. Charles, 730 and 930. You can see them Saturday, 7 to 930, and Sunday at 7 o'clock. All your tickets are available at stlfunnybone.com. It's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for having me. Have you you've, Have you been to the Streets of St. Charles before? I was there one other time. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll show up in good force and make sure you support John and uh, have a great night out. I always encourage people, if you've never gone to a, a, a comedy show, if you think like, okay, these guys are funny, but I don't know if that's really my thing. I promise you it's your thing. Go. You will laugh. It's the best medicine out there. Uh, STLFunnyBone.com. John, thank you so much. Thank you. Of course. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Wiggins! Oh! Wiggins! The B or not the B. <laughs> okay. Get to it. <laughs> I, I apologize. I for haven't done this in a while. Wasting the time waiting for the end of that sounder. It's important for people to know that that was my mistake. Okay. Good. <laughs> that was 100% okay. on me. Whoops. Okay. Uh, so I have a series of stories here, as usual, on Fridays during Wiggins America. That are both real and not real. So some of them are real headlines. Some of them are from the Babylon Bee, which would mean that they are satire. I'm simply going to read the headline. You're going to tell me whether you think it's a real story. Is it the Bee or not the Bee? First one. <laughs> Hold on. We just put Leo on the camera. Okay. the comedian was. And it was just her nose and higher. <laughs> <laughs> How tall are you? Can you reach that microphone? Five one. Five one. All right. He was maybe six feet tall. Yeah. As <laughs> a limp and dying mic. Excuse me? Limp and dying. It just went full Speaking flaccid. of aging, go on. All right. Uh, Biden deploys agents to border to help block journalists' cameras. Ooh. 
Biden. Goo. Gosh. It's you. Woo. Whoa. That could be true. If that's if that's the B, and the Biden administration catches wind of it, I think that this is a way we could get more agents to the border. I'm going to say it's the B. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, I'm going to have to go B. I, they've done some outrageous things, but I don't think they're this outrageous just yet. I just don't think they're that smart. They're just taking notes from the B. White House. What does Leah think? The B. Leah? Okay. B. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Or a little rusty. White House insiders expressed hope that the deployment of federal agents would solve the problem. Quote, we'll just send in thousands of big, burly border agents to block those cameras, one source said under the condition of anonymity. This is the B, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not sure. It is. If no one sees what's going on, the problem doesn't exist. It's brilliant. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's time to address these reports about the border, folks, Biden said. To maintain our national folks. security, I have no choice but to send federal agents to the southern border to keep journalists from reporting on the massive hordes of foreign nationals pouring into the country. The, the what massive? Massive hordes. <laughs> <laughs> These brazen acts of journalism will change, not be tolerated. Everything. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. Is this coming? They're coming from an island. Uh, there will be no more media reports about the thousand million billion hundred thousand the all the the folks down there and speech go Jill for ice cream cone. <laughs> End of quote. Next story. White House explains that Biden smeared suntan lotion on his sandwich and spread mayo on his face. A simple mistake that could happen to anyone, even someone without dementia. I'm just going for it. Tell me I'm wrong. That's the beat. <laughs> We've all been right there, right? Asked Corinne Jean-Pierre to the White House press corps. You finished applying the last touches of sunscreen on your earlobes and realized, aw shucks. I'm covered in Hellman's mayo. Oh, no. It happens to the best of us. I'm just going to go to the next one. <laughs> Low on time. All right. Man, this one is weird. I almost wish we wouldn't have ended with this. I try to sneak a couple of them here. Yeah, you got more time. All right. We can Harvard, take an extra minute. Mm -hmm. Harvard professor says gay's resignation opens door to more attacks on DEI. That's got to be true. Yeah, I'm going to say that's real. Sure. True. It is a real story. Yeah, oh, this comes yeah. from the Daily Caller. Gay's resignation is the culmination of a legislative attack on teaching slavery and gender equity in higher education. Harvard history, race, and public policy professor Khalil Gibran Muhammad told Boston Public Radio on Wednesday. Muhammad's course, Race and Racism in the Making of the United States as a Global Power, was cited by Congresswoman Virginia Fox in her December opening statement as an example of race-based ideology that promotes anti-Semitism in higher education. Muhammad, who also directs the Institutional Anti-Racism and Accountability Project at Harvard Kennedy School, noted the history of anti-Semitism is part of that course. Next story, Claudine Gay claims white supremacists went back in time and forced her to plagiarize at gunpoint. <laughs> told to play the song. <laughs> you got it. Uh, holding back tears, Gay recounted the tale of several racists appearing to her <laughs> as she was finishing up her PhD dissertation in the late 90s, pointing handguns at her and forcing her to copy excerpts from other sources. Quote, they pointed guns at me and said, copy this paper, Gay, she told reporters. <laughs> they were, and they were wearing MAGA hats. <laughs> and in they the said, 90s. Those were Reagan MAGA hats, I might not add. And they said, Harvard is merit-based country. <laughs> now copy the paper if you want to live. 
Gay claimed they made her paraphrase ideas from other scholars and academics and copy the sentences and phrases outright, all while she protested that it was ethically wrong and would get her in trouble someday. Then they asked if I knew where they could buy some first edition Pokemon cards. (laughs) (laughs) It is amazing that she is resigning. She's not fired. She's resigning. Harvard's like, yeah, you can still teach here. And she's like, oppression. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you cheated. Yeah. How many people have ever been knocked out of Harvard because of plagiarism? I mean, they take it really seriously, yeah. but not that seriously. She's the president of America's supposedly highest high institution. Well, this it's was on, Harvard. This was on her doctoral dissertation. Her doctoral <clears throat> dissertation. So if she cheated on that, is she actually a doctor? Did she earn that degree? Did she earn that dissertation? You know, I... It's hard pressed to say yeah. I, I just give her an honorary one from every university well, in go. the country. Uh, do we still you have a minute? Totally accept an honorary degree. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially if it was from every single university in the country. <laughs> <laughs> I Doctor, guess I'll accept. Doctor Ryan Wiggins. <laughs> Don't even think about it. Last one. <clears throat> California law now covers free sex changes for illegal immigrants. Oh no. Mm. <clears throat> Illinois was discussing whether or not to provide certain types of. Um, questionable care to illegal immigrants. So I'm going to I don't know, but I'm going to say that's true. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's real because California, didn't they just offer uh, free health care to illegal immigrants? And I think that was already a law in California that you had to give them. Well, yeah. I'm going to say real, but I don't know why. You guys are right. And Brad, you're exactly right on it. The program, which is known as Medi-Cal, covers hormone it's therapy. It's right and takes care of them. And surgical <laughs> procedures. <laughs> That bring primary and secondary gender characteristics into conformity with the individual's identified gender, including many, many, many things for illegal immigrants. Good God, what is the matter with people? Man, Shania says life's about to get good, though. Oh, good. (laughs) So it makes you feel better, doesn't it? Yep. Come to the Andy Fry YouTube channel. Vote. Which show cast member are you choosing as your life coach? We'll discuss that and a couple other news items when we return. Get more at 971talk.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 